Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hello there, I am Monica Reinagle, and you are listening to The Nutrition Diva. This is a show where we take an evidence-based look at the latest headlines, trends, and today at Netflix documentaries so that you can make more informed decisions about what you eat. There's a new series on Netflix called You Are What You Eat, and this is one of a growing number of documentary films advocating for vegan diets. Now, I don't have enough time in this podcast to go through the entire multi-part series point by point, but I will include a link in the show notes to a good review written by my colleague, dietitian Abby Langer, in which she raises some, some excellent points about the various claims made. But I do want to point out that these filmmakers are not seeking to present a balanced view of a complex topic in order to allow you to come to your own conclusions. They know what conclusion they want you to draw, and they are using every tool at their disposal to lead you to it. Keep in mind as well that filmmakers are also in the entertainment business, so they are going to make their story as sensational, shocking, heart-rending, controversial, or hair-raising as they possibly can. Watching a movie or a series like this may be informative, it may be entertaining, but it's less like reading an investigative journalism piece, more like attending a campaign rally. I had a lot more to say about these types of documentaries in episode number 437, where I responded to the documentary, What the Health? But now, let me address one of the specific arguments presented in You Are What You Eat, namely that drinking the milk of other animals, like cows, or drinking any milk at all beyond infancy is both unnatural and unhealthy. Now, before I get into this, I just want to repeat something I've said many times before. Drinking milk, consuming dairy is not necessary for good nutrition or for strong bones. And I completely support anyone who decides, for whatever reason, that they don't want to consume it. If you've decided you don't want to drink milk, I'm not going to try to talk you into it. If, on the other hand, you ask me about the benefits or risks of dairy or any other food... I will try to give you a balanced and evidence-based answer so that you can base your decision on good information. Now, I've certainly heard these arguments 
against drinking milk before. Maybe you've heard them too. Maybe you've made them. And often there is a lot of emotion involved in these conversations, and that can make it hard to have a productive dialogue about this issue. But I'd really like to try. Although they often get jumbled together, there are actually three completely different arguments here. Number one, that drinking milk is unnatural. Number two, that drinking milk is unhealthy. And number three, that drinking milk is cruel. It is possible to accept or reject one of these arguments without accepting or rejecting them all. So let's consider them one by one. First off, is drinking milk unnatural? I would submit that the natural world does not operate with intention, nor is it all that attached to a plan. In fact, some of nature's greatest hits are the result of random errors and unintended consequences. And nature also doesn't care about right or wrong, or whether something is fair or ethical or cruel. All nature cares about is what works. If a bird lays an egg that hatches into a baby bird, which matures and lays another egg, that works for nature. But if that egg is stolen out of the nest by a hungry raccoon who goes on to reproduce, well, you know what? That works too. Nature isn't rooting for the bird any more than it is rooting for the raccoon. In fact, if nature were actually capable of rooting for anything, it would probably hope that just enough eggs get stolen to ensure plenty of baby raccoons and plenty of baby birds. To the extent that consuming dairy products enhanced the survival and the reproduction of prehistoric humans, who then turned around and committed some of their resources to enhancing the survival and reproduction of dairy animals— the fact that humans learned to use the milk of other species has actually worked out pretty well for nature. So much so that some branches of the human family have evolved to continue to produce milk-digesting enzymes throughout adulthood. And the objection to things that are not natural also seems to be somewhat selective. If you are willing to switch on a light after the sun goes down or use an alarm clock to wake you up, or get in a jet plane and catapult yourself across three or four time zones in a few hours, or run long distances without anything chasing you, or take a vitamin pill, then you are doing quite a few things that are arguably a lot less natural than drinking milk. The fact is that mother's milk contains nutrients that benefit animals other than that mother's babies, and it would be unnatural for those other animals to ignore that discovery. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections. So tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Cosentix. 
Today's episode is supported by Vegamore, a line of hair care products specifically formulated to promote thicker, fuller, longer-looking hair. Results from double-blind tests among real users showed meaningful differences in the amount of shedding, volume, and density. Now, when it comes to seeing results like this, the key is consistency. For best results, you want to use these products as directed for at least three months, and their monthly subscription makes that easy. It means you never run low, and plus, you save more. I've been using the products for a couple of weeks now, so it's still a little too soon to see the full impact, especially of the Grow Serum, but I love the way the shampoo and the conditioner smell, and I gotta say, my hair is looking healthy and bouncy. So elevate your hair wellness routine this year with Vegamore. For a limited time, get 20% off your first subscription order by going to vegamore.com slash diva and use the code diva at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash diva and the code diva to save 20% on your first order. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. The second argument that I'd like to examine is whether drinking milk is unhealthy. Now, of course, just about anything can be consumed in quantities or contexts that make it harmful. But are dairy products bad for you when they are consumed in the context of a balanced and nutritious diet? Do they cause heart disease, cancer, or other diseases? People sometimes point to a correlation between dairy consumption and osteoporosis, for example, But just because two things occur simultaneously does not mean that one thing causes the other. And in this case, there are several much more likely explanations for why these particular populations might have higher rates of osteoporosis, including genetics, activity levels, and other aspects of diet and lifestyle. When we compare people within these populations instead of across them, Milk and dairy consumption are associated with better bone health, and that makes sense because milk is an excellent source of absorbable calcium, vitamin D, and other nutrients that help to build strong bones. And if you'd like to hear more about that, you can check out Nutrition Diva episode number 269, Does Dairy Weaken Your Bones? Others have claimed that drinking milk causes breast cancer, and this was an argument based mostly on animal or test tube studies and some observations gleaned from a single, highly unrepresentative population. As I discussed in my episode on diet and breast cancer, dozens of studies, several of them involving thousands of human subjects, have investigated the possible relationship between dairy consumption and breast cancer, and researchers have failed to show a consistent link between dairy consumption and breast cancer. In fact, in a few of those studies, dairy consumption was actually linked to a slight reduction of risk. And you can hear more about that in episode number 565, Does Milk Increase Breast Cancer Risk? And I'll have links to all of these in the show notes for you. So if you are trying to build a case against milk or dairy, 
you can sift through the scientific literature and to find individual studies that suggest a link between dairy intake and various diseases. If you look a bit further, you are also likely to find other studies finding that dairy consumption reduces the risk of those same diseases. When you step back and look at the literature as a whole, not to mention the evolutionary history of our species, it's hard to make a case that dairy products are uniquely harmful to humans. You can build a healthy diet with or without dairy products. And of course, the opposite is also true. Simply including or excluding dairy will not necessarily make your entire diet healthful. So whether the nutritional or the culinary benefits of dairy outweigh the potential risks is going to come down to individual judgment, and that will probably be heavily influenced by which sources of information you choose to consider. It may also depend on your individual health concerns and your priorities. Eliminating milk from your diet may clear up your acne, but reduce your chances of getting pregnant, for example. Whatever you choose, you have my full support. My support, however, does not extend to tolerating false or misleading information. And the third argument against consuming dairy is that dairy farming is cruel or unethical. And this is a moral or a philosophical question. Now, I am not a professional ethicist, but even the experts struggle with this one. Some might argue that the inalienable right to life Liberty and the pursuit of happiness is not limited to humans, but extends equally to all living things, and that keeping dairy cows is morally equivalent to keeping slaves. Others might feel that it's okay to take a cow's milk in exchange for providing its food and shelter, but only as long as the cows are treated well. Given the limitations of cross-species communication, not to mention intraspecies communication, there's a lot of room for debate over what constitutes a good life for a cow. Come to think of it, there's a fair amount of debate over what's a good life for humans. We all have to come to our own conclusions on this question. And once again, this will probably be heavily influenced by what sources of information we consider. Personally, I welcome the increased focus on animal welfare and the mounting demand for more humane treatment of agricultural animals. For example, there is now a growing movement in the dairy industry to keep calves with the mother cows until they are weaned. And this certainly seems to be a step in the right direction in terms of balancing the rights and welfare of the cows and the humans who benefit either financially or nutritionally from the milk that the cows produce. To the extent that I consume animal products, I go out of my way to identify and support producers who treat their livestock well even when that means I pay a little bit more. And I recognize that others strongly believe that there is no way to consume animal products without cruelty. But here's my final thought. If you want to convince others that drinking milk is morally indefensible, I would stay away from the arguments about being unnatural to drink milk, if I were you, because that logic really doesn't hold up very well under scrutiny. And similarly, assertions that milk is unhealthy or causes disease are easy to refute, or at least counter, with hard evidence. Both of these flawed arguments end up diverting attention away from the important conversation that can and should be had 
about whether using animals for food is or can be made ethically acceptable. As always, I welcome your comments and your questions on this or any other nutrition-related topic. You can email me at nutrition at quickanddirtytips.com. You can also leave me a voicemail at 443-961-6206. I'd ask you, no matter what your feelings on this issue are, that you treat me with the same respect that I will treat you and your point of view. I'd also like to invite you to check out my other podcast. It's called The Change Academy, and there we look at the art and science of creating positive behavior change, both in our own lives and in our workplaces and communities. You can find it on all the major podcast platforms. Just search for Change Academy. Nutrition Diva is a quick and dirty tips podcast supported by a wonderful team, including Brandon Getchis, Nathan Sems, Davina Tomlin, Holly Hutchings, Morgan Christensen, and Cameron Lacey. Thanks to all of them. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.